0: Well, hello, welcome to Jay Flaunces ignorance episode eleven or ten or seven or twelve, I think. Uh, I'm an excellent podcaster, and I know exactly what I'm doing, and this is always professional quality. I'm here with uh, Hashani Hunter, unless he doesn't want to, unless he wants to be anonymous. <laughs> kind of late now. Are you anonymous? No, we can start over. No, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. All right. And we were going to talk about prohibition. Some of the stuff that um, was on Twitter recently, um, I thought was really interesting. And um, I have all these things in my head about uh, prohibition of various things, and I don't know if some of this might be interesting or not interesting or whatever, but I could just spew it all out there for you, or we could start with uh, your recent tweets or wherever you want to start if you have a preference.
1: <laughs> start with you, man. Oh,
0: all right. <laughs> Let's go for it. Yeah. So I have this long-running thing in my head where I think that the, the war on drugs has been a huge failure in our society mm-hmm. that we've spent untold dollars and we've jailed untold numbers of people more than any other country on the planet. And for the nonviolent offenders of all that, that all seems terribly counterproductive, right? So when I think about that in terms of the drug war, I think, oh, prohibition doesn't work. And we learned in the 20th century that prohibition of alcohol doesn't work with a damn, right? And so yeah. we, re- we repealed that. And that was a constitutional amendment which then got amended again and like whoops nope bad idea we don't want our cities run by (laughs) run by uh uh whoever al capone and Mm -hmm. the the various mafias so we make it legal again and we regulate it and we tax the hell out of it and we try hopefully to help people that have addictions to alcohol right and then i have other thoughts in my head about gun control as an example, because I want to drag you into a conversation on the internet where we're both going to get bombarded with hate mail from <laughs> all sectors of, <laughs> right. of uh, the populace. Um, my my thoughts about, and I'm a gun owner. I, I own guns. I enjoy shooting. I, mm-hmm. I, there's all kinds of sporting stuff that I was into a lot last year, uh, not hunting, but shooting. Mm-hmm. And um, I I also think simultaneously that Hey, we need to control who has access to guns. And then I think, well, wait a minute. If I'm against the government stop attempting to stop alcohol, pro- prohibiting alcohol, prohibiting drugs, like I'm against the drug war. I'm against drug prohibition because I think it's been a terrible failure. Then why do I think that gun control is a good thing? Like, why do I think that making the guns right. illegal is gonna make there be less guns on the streets in Chicago where, you know, kids are dying every day. Yep. And that's horrible. And if I could give up all of my guns tomorrow so that kids wouldn't die, I'd gladly do that. But I'm not sure that that, that me and, you know, millions of other law abiding hobbyists or hunters, um, that all of us giving up all of our guns. Would that have an impact? And then I look at the statistics of like, oh, OK, well, the European country, you know, Australia mm-hmm. gives Jim Jeffries has a great comedy bit about <laughs> guns and uh to, to steal his material. And I'll just keep talking. So you just got to tell me to shut up and <laughs> jump in here. But Jim Jeffries has this great bit where he says, <clears throat> you know, in Australia, we had this mass shooting and the government said, oh, that's it. No more guns. And the population looked around and said, oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> And in America, we have mass shootings and the government says, maybe you could get rid of some of the bigger guns, maybe. And half of Americans freak out, yep. <laughs> you know, yep. and statistically, I look at that and I'm like, hey, if we had fewer guns, we would definitely have less gun violence right. as, a, as a percent per capita. And that's that would be great. I've heard the argument that, well, just because you have less gun violence doesn't mean you have less violent crime. You know, and violent crime overall is way down since the nineties. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure way down, but it's down since the nineties, violent crime is. Um, I, I don't know. I'm going to stop talking and maybe <laughs> you want to reflect on any of that well, or
1: <laughs> well, the first thing I think about kind of going in reverse in the case of guns is I'm kind of curious to see or to read what percentage of the mass shootings uh, for with guns that were legal, right? It's easy to say, um, you know, for those that are, um, you know, can't own guns or shouldn't own guns, the criminals, for example, how much, you know, violence they're, they're perpetrating. But I'm really curious to see, you know, like the shooting in Sandy Hook, for example, you know, those guns were registered legally. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of curious to see, like, you know, how – how far back that goes. I think mother Jones has some great statistics about the mass shootings
0: and what percentage of those guns were acquired legally. Mm. And I, I can't remember, so I shouldn't quote this and I'll link right. to it in the show notes, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that most mass shootings, the guns are legal until they're used to kill people. Right. Um, which does that argue for more control? Like, does that argue for stricter gun
1: control? I think it does. I, you know, friends of mine, they have, you know, guns and, you know, occasionally watch shooting and everything, and I enjoy that, but I personally don't have guns. Um, won't keep them in the house. Um, I wasn't raised around guns. I, you know, wasn't a hunter or nothing like that. So, so, for me, I don't have that lifelong history with guns. So, it's easier for me to say, sure, okay, I don't have a gun, no big deal. Right? Mm-hmm. But for other people, I think it's much harder. And... You know, they might say, "Why are you penalizing us for you know the actions of people who are being irresponsible?" That's a good argument to make.
0: That doesn't stop kids
1: from getting killed, right, on the streets of Chicago, though.
0: So, so how do we? That what I what I love. Well, it's it's always touchy with mm-hmm. gun guy, <laughs> gun people, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of gun people are are pretty excited about their their hobby because they're into it, and most people, but most hobbies are pretty excited about their hobby. Um and they don't have the government threatening to you know, right. take it all away to the extent that the government is actually ever doing that. Right. Um,
1: Maybe it's the availability, right? Maybe it's the fact that it's so easy to get. I think, you know, um, whether it's going to Walmart and you see AR-15s, that blew my mind when Walmart said that they were stopping, stopping selling AR-15s because I didn't realize they were selling AR-15s. And I can't imagine anyone who's hunting hunts with an AR-15 where the intent of that weapon was to kill other people than that deer. Mm-hmm. Right. So just because it has a, you know, a buck's, you know, head stamped on it doesn't make it a hunting weapon as far as I'm concerned.
0: Oh, have you seen AR-15s with a buck on the yes. stamp? <laughs> I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you <laughs> different
1: accessories and different colors. And
0: I've never and, seen one claiming to be a hunting weapon.
1: I just, I just find it ridiculous. So, you know, I find it as useful as dynamite fishing, right? That works. <laughs> it does. <right? laughs> What's the problem with dynamite <laughs> fishing? <laughs> you know, so, it just, you know, when you hear these mass shootings, I mean, the the, the weapons that are being used, um, they're just it's too easy to get. They're too cheap. Um, it's just they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. And, Maybe availability is the bigger problem. It's so easy to get one. Or uh, the guy that, uh, that killed uh, his former, uh, it was just uh, on the news what, a couple of weeks ago. They killed the news crew. Oh my God, I saw that. Oh no, you tweeted that. Yeah, yeah, And I saw it
0: live. I didn't know what I was looking at. Yep. Until later, and then it was taken down. Yep. And when you, when I watched it live, I didn't have the context. So I was like, what just happened? I don't it, understand what happened. It, did he filmed?
1: He filmed himself. Yeah. With his iPhone or whatever phone he had, he filmed, he filmed himself. You know, shooting those people.
0: He, had, I heard he adjusted the angle yeah. of the shot and went back, and then did it. Yeah.
1: Unbelievable. I, it, you know, I look at that situation and and you know, according, I didn't really read his manifesto, but one of the things that stood out to me was the fact that, you know, he said he he, he bought that right after uh, uh, Dylan Roof you know, did the shooting in, in, uh, in South Carolina. And and I'm thinking to myself, is that what this is coming down to? Right? Like, where does it end? I mean, how many bodies does it take innocent people being killed? And so do we say, you know, guns are only for certain people. Now, of course that if you do it that way, then we're talking about the second amendment, um, you know, the right to bear arms. And I believe in the constitution, it says something about a rel- regulated militia, militia, you know, I'm not quite sure exactly what that means, but
0: <laughs> no one is,
1: <laughs> you know, and I think that's a problem, right? So, you know, if you're part of, let's say like the national guard, right? Then I guess that makes sense. But if you're just a regular homeowner person, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's tough. I understand people, um, you have it for home defense, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, and there is precedent for for the government banning certain types of ammunition or certain types of weapons. Like, for example, you know, I don't see people run, running around with a machine gun saying this is for home defense.
0: Yeah, the, the, we, the government has always restricted certain types of weapons. Like, I can't own a rocket launcher. I never could. Right. So when – and it amazes me that we just can't have uh, adult conversations – yeah. About where to draw that line yeah. because almost anybody that cares at all mm-hmm. is going to start yelling yeah. about whatever their perspective on it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, as far as the, the, the numbers of people go, one of my favorite cartoons on Twitter was, uh, this huge chalkboard and the theoretical right is that we have to stop a tyrannical government from taking over and controlling us all. But the reality of the situation is all of these innocent people that are dying mm-hmm. um, and a few innocent people who have been protected. Like, it has happened. Mm-hmm. Like, the argument is always made like I'm also concealed carry. Mm-hmm. The argument is always made that concealed carry saves lives mm-hmm. because you can stop a thing, an active shooter, in, you know, and that's theoretically possible. <laughs> But it's so
1: statistically tiny. Yeah, I'll, that, I'll put it this way. That effect. I'll put it this way. Like, for a lot of people um, who are not trained in handling weapons every single day, to be still carry, pull out a weapon, and then, like, do a John Wayne or a Clint Eastwood kind of thing and, and take down the perpetrator, I find that highly unlikely, where we have trained police officers that shoot the wrong people, and this is what these guys do all day long, they are shooting people, but... You know, the, the fact that they're they're trained to pull out their weapon and, and aim and shoot. So I, f- I find it hard to believe that Joe Schmo down the street is is going to, to pull it out and then shoot the right person at the right time, and not the wrong person at the wrong time. Right. So I'm not sure I buy that argument.
0: And um, you can use me as your example there. Yeah, just, <laughs> and my, my mom is a pacifist. And so my concealed carry makes my mom very uncomfortable. And I haven't carried, you know, at all, all right. this year. But um, – but I'm licensed for five years. So yeah, and I I totally take your point. I mean, police officers who have had all the training Mm -hmm. and there's when, when your adrenaline spikes through the roof, hopefully your training kicks in, your practice kicks in. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of guys at these competition shoots that I would love to have with me during the zombie apocalypse because they are amazing. Right. But under pressure in a real world situation, when you have one second to respond, Mm -hmm. You know, is it, you know, and so I've had to run through all of these scenarios in my own head, figuring out, well, when would I Mm -hmm. ever engage any kind of situation under what conditions, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, yeah, my, my Twitter cartoon was, uh, tyrannical governments overthrown and that half of the chalkboard is blank (laughs) and it's ceiling to floor chalkboard and the innocent victims killed by guns as tens of thousands of ticks, well, thousands of ticks. Yep. And, you know, on and on it goes. Um, my buddy lives in China, which has a very different political system. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the government's control, he, he thinks there's, and I'll have to interview him for the podcast about this angle on it. But he does think that it is a legitimate concern that there's a billion people living under a Chinese government that can dictate things right. to Chinese people mm-hmm. that they could never get away with in America and he thinks part of that is the guns. He's been living there for years, and he thinks that's just a massive cultural difference, you know. And then I talked to a military uh, gentleman in Australia, mm-hmm. and he also tells me things that surprise me about how the reason Australia could get rid of their guns, the, or the way that Australia got rid of their guns, and the UK banned their guns. Mm-hmm. Most, you know, that's asterisk ninety-eight percent true, right. Um, is wouldn't work in America. And I'm like, why not? Why wouldn't that work? Like, I'm not saying it would work next week, but why can't we have conversations about what would it look like if we, you know, got the guns out of all the purses of all the grandmas that have never shot them, shot, shot the guns before. Um, And he said, oh no, it's just a cultural thing. I mean, America has this history and this culture and, and this, uh, that, that he has no, uh, he he doesn't think it's possible that we could uh, ditch our guns. It's depressing. Like, on Twitter, uh, Sandy Hook mm-hmm. was the turning point. Once we decided that it was okay that, that children are dying, that was the end of our gun control debate. You yeah. know, and there's a tweet to that. Ex- I'll have to link to all these tweets yeah. on the show notes.
1: No, I think you're absolutely right. Um, the thing I think about a lot is a lot of this stuff starts early. You know, we're, I don't use the word indoctrinated because that sounds kind of like a conspiracy, but whether it is, you know, cartoon programs, you know, uh, people shooting guns, you know, the police being a, a, I don't, I don't know. I don't say like Looney Tunes or some of other cartoons, but some early cartoons, like even stuff on TV or Netflix, it's, my son is seven, right? So he's... And we have this stance that there are no toy guns in the house. Period. In a story. Nope. You know, we go to an arcade. He doesn't play with those. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't do not do that. And because I want him to realize at some point that weapons, they're, they're, they're designed to kill people. And they're very good at what they do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So um, it, it it is for an offensive purpose, I think. And, but if it's all around you, like it's in movies and it's in cartoons and TV shows and, you you know, you emulate what you see. You know, whether it's, you know, as a kid, I would play cowboys and Indians and nobody wanted to be the Indian. Nobody wanted to be be the cowboy because he had the gun, right? So, the guns were cool, you know. I, I think back to when I was in high school, you know. People who brought guns to school—I mean, those are people like those guys are kind of crazy. People who brought guns to school yeah. in your high school <laughs> were like those guys are crazy. Like it happened like once. Oh damn! And, and that was it. Like it's just a flash. You grew up in Omaha, or no, no, no. no. I was—I was—I grew up in Germany. So, so—and they're illegal. Period. In Germany, right? It was just—I don't—I don't know. I would—I would think that it is, like, unless you're the police or oh, sure, something like that. Yeah, but. You know, yeah, people, uh, you know, want to be thugs or whatever. And that problem was taken care of very, very quickly. Right. Um, And mostly how you dealt with your problems is you put your dukes up. I mean, and and that's how it handled. That's how it was. But people lived. Right. There was no, you know, mass shooting, that kind of stuff. It wasn't the solution uh, to a problem. Um, That was considered something's wrong with you. If that's what you're thinking. Yeah. Or bring a switchblade, and, and, and it would be I guess the, the other side of that. So, um, so I have that mentality of, you know, why are kids bringing guns? A, how are they, why are they getting them? And B, they feel like they they need them. Like I feel like that's probably something that's not explored as much. Um, you have the angle that people say, you know, this person is uh, mentally unstable, for example. You know, and that's why they hauled off and kill a bunch of people. You know, and, and and I think to frame it in that respect minimizes the tragedy of it because you can say, "Oh, that person's crazy." Okay, whatever, and go a bunch of business, and and not say, "Well, that could happen to anyone. Anyone could be can can could be set off." Right? I mean, the whole going postal. It was an accident, like why we have a term for it Mm -hmm. in the workplace. So I I don't know what the answer is. Um, I know I'll I'll probably make a lot of people, you know, probably uncomfortable or upset with me. Um, But I've told them my views too, so it's no surprise in that case. Um, I do think, you know, when it comes to personal responsibility and, and, and personal, you know, freedom and liberty, like, you know, my freedom ends where yours begins, You could say, I'm I'm free to carry weapons and that sort of thing. But if it's harming the populace, then I don't think you should have that right, personally. Um, There's too many people that are are dying. And I think if you have a child or or, or someone that's killed by gun violence, I'd imagine they might have a different perspective Mm -hmm. on that. That's not to say that, you know, that's to curb violence. I mean, violence is, is there. It's probably always going to be there. We're a very violent species, after all. But it just seems way too easy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to kill somebody, do it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> Put some effort into it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But it, it maybe some of, some of the innocent bystanders, you know, uh, wouldn't be hit, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. Um, I, I guess the first thing you had talked about also was the prohibition, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah, the the theme of this podcast maybe is prohibition. Maybe that's the title of it or maybe oh, sure, whatever. Sure, sure. And so trying to figure, like, do you, I, I think I kind of rattled off my, my <laughs> drug stuff. Right. What, what is your take on that? Do you think that drug and drug, like, like I think it should be treated as a health problem. He, right. he said never having his son mm-hmm. addicted to meth. Right. So right. maybe if my son was addicted to meth, I'd right. feel very differently. Right. And I'd want to make sure that I could put all, uh, all everybody in jail. Right. Um, but you know, thank goodness we, we didn't never had mm-hmm. uh, that problem. Um, so it seems to me in my, I don't know if I'm bleeding heart liberal or what, or libertarian or mm-hmm. what it is, but it seems to me that nonviolent crime. Around drugs should be treated as a health problem, not as a law enforcement problem, because it seems to me that the evidence is overwhelming that that's not working. Is that where you you stand on that drug prohibition?
1: Uh, I remember, I distinctly remember the ads of the 80s and early 90s, the say so you no know to drugs, this is your brain on drugs with a frying pan and the egg. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And I kept thinking, it was like, how hungry I was looking at that. <laughs> the egg <laughs> and the frying pan. I didn't
0: know anybody that had any drugs. I was like, how is this
1: relevant to me? Right. So, the, the thing that I think about are, are why are some drugs legal and other drugs are illegal? So, in other words, why is marijuana illegal, but you can get a prescription for Ambien mm-hmm. or some other drug? So, people, we, we self medicate. We've been self medicating for a long, long time. So if i want to say they're all drugs, then why are some are bad and some are not? Especially if you look at the side effects, um, let's say of marijuana, the, the classic, uh, you know, you're moving kind of slow, you're probably a little loopy, giggling a lot, you know, not a lot of danger to a lot of people, unless you're driving operating machinery, that kind of thing. But to put, you know, I don't know how many million people we have, you know, in jail, and, and I guess a significant portion of that is for nonviolent drug offense. I think it really stems from this, this thing of if we crack down as hard as we can, that'll be a deterrent for people not to do it. Very much the deterrent of, you know, having the prohibition. Now, if this was back in the 20s, right? The prohibition? Alcohol prohibition? Yeah, yeah it was the roaring 20s, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. I think. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I, and I believe, like, you had, you know, you get the crash. Stock like crash, people losing jobs and turning to alcohol because, you know, I have no money, you know, and so on and so forth. Whether that's used to dull whatever pain they were feeling at the time and people just kind of went overboard with it. Obviously, it, it was enough where Congress felt like they had to act and just say, no, we're not going to do it. But then you have this underground that's, that comes up, the Al Capones, the, the mafia, right, get started with that. And because people are not going to stop doing it. They're going to find a different way to do it. Mm-hmm. right? So if we could take that lesson to now, I would say people are still going to smoke, smoke marijuana, weed, whatever, or do whatever drugs that they're going to do. Um, do we criminalize, you know, or we look at it as a health issue? So if I look at Colorado as an example, where it's legal to... Consume it recreationally. And, I mean, I guess before you go to Nebraska, hopefully you smoked it all up because you cross state lines with that. That's a federal crime. Cross state lines. I believe. At a certain quantity, I believe, that's right. how it works. Right. But either way, you know, if it was legal in one state, you get busted and go to jail in the next. Right. And
0: it's still illegal as far as the feds are concerned in Colorado. Right. But, yeah, you it's, know, it's a mess.
1: So, so, (laughs) you're right. So then you have the whole states' rights issue of, you know, whose law trumps who at the time, that kind of thing. So, um, but putting people in jail for getting high, I don't think is the answer. Um, and, and, And you have an entire, you know, generations of people growing up, you know, with broken families, I think, you know, because of this. And how that cycle perpetuates itself. How it just keeps... Going. And you, you put them in jail with people who should be there. They're hardcore criminals. These people get out and they're hardcore criminals too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So, you know, and it's expensive. And then we get into things like being very profitable, whether it is the, the gear the police are using, whether it is the prisons that they're, they're building. Um, I, I think it's way too much, personally. Um, I used to be a prison guard when I was in the army. Um, for a couple of years at Fort Leavenworth, uh some down there in uh, Kansas. And so, having worked in a prison right out of high school, um, I, I had the. Um, I thought about, when I got out, I thought about, you know, continuing law enforcement, to be a police officer. And, and I decided I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I didn't, because I felt like locking up another person, another human being, was just like. I'm being part of this system that's just wrong. Not that I'm disparaging anyone else from getting into that field. This is, for me, that's not what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't feel like it was built that way. So I decided.
0: Was it? Did you feel like the, the time that you spent in as a prison guard, did you feel that there was rehabilitation going on for anyone that was in there? Or was nope. it all punitive? All punitive. Was it
1: effective punitive, do you think? Or? No, I don't think so. Um I, I distinctly remember going through our training and the instructor said very clearly, he says, you know, these guys have been judged already. That's why they're there. Mm-hmm. Your job is not to judge them. Your job is to make sure they don't get out. Yeah. Okay. And, and I, and I love that because it, it really put in perspective that really my job is to keep them there. <laughs> That's yeah. it. You know? <laughs> and, and people, you know, other guards were doing things that could probably land them right next to these guys, right? So, Oh, really? Like, nobody was really clean.
0: So you... uh Yeah. I mean, mean I've seen Orange is the New Black. <laughs> is that accurate? <laughs>
1: I haven't really seen the show. Oh, never mind. <laughs> but, you know, if I'm watching, like, you know, an older show like Oz, for example, from HBO. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of... There's some similarities there from what I experienced. Um And... <laughs> I mean, you, you see people in there for all kinds of stuff, right? Now, it, it's military jail, so you got people in there for jail, in jail, that in civilian life wouldn't go to jail. Yeah. Like adultery, for example. Yeah. Oh, adultery is criminal in yeah. the army? Oh, yeah. moral crime. Absolutely.
0: No kidding. Absolutely. You have to be married, right, for it to be adultery? <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you know, you have, you have stuff like that. Um, wow. I didn't know that. You know, if you're fraternizing with your subordinate and that kind of thing. Can we screen your employees, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, but the, the, the person the higher rank will get in trouble, right? Not the lower rank.
1: Uh, or both. Well, you could have a situation where the higher rank is is um, having relations with the his employee who happens to be married. You can have that kind of chain of effect.
0: Uh, so you can't just claim that look, this person higher ranked than me. It right. was a bad influence, and therefore... I, I
1: don't know. It's, just, it's a weird situation. <laughs> and, and, you know, the officers will be separate from the enlisted and that kind of thing. So, um, and it, it really got me where I still remember um, this guy's coming in, you know. He's a chaplain. He's a priest, right? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. what did he them. do? I believe it was adultery. I believe it was his crime. How could he be married if he was a priest? What kind of? I I don't I don't know, I'm not I'm not I wasn't I don't know maybe I'm just. Or making is, that up. Is, context,
0: is is all context? Is all context adultery but, when you're a priest? Yeah I don't know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> wait, I know he was there and and <laughs> uh, and uh, you know I worked at this place called Southgate, which is the gate facing the south, and that's where everybody kind of came in off off the bus from you know the airport and everything, and we would process them. And I was one of the guys that would do the process, you know, and, and later, you know, I realized that, you know, you drive up to this prison, this is before they, they tore it down and built a new one. This is the old USDB. And you walk in there and you see, you know, guards, uniforms and bars everywhere, right? It's gotta be extremely intimidating. You go into this room, you know, you dump all your stuff out and it's designed to mentally break you down not so like, oh, we're going through stuff. No, we're dumping this stuff on the floor and we're just shifting through it like it's trash. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you have that right there. Okay. Then once all that's done, make sure you don't have any contraband. You take stuff, you process it. Then then you go to breaking the person down themselves. That is, you know, you do strip search. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have to remove their clothing. Um, you know, in certain cases you ripping off rank. You know, whatever the case. This is a lot of stuff that. I didn't realize as I was doing it that I thought that was just the way it was done. So, in other words, I'm just gonna rifle through your stuff, throw it around because that's what I saw other guys do. Wasn't that? That's how they trained you to be a guard, right? Well, or, no, no, training, no. Oh, really? No, the training. We didn't, we didn't go through all that, right? But in your, in my duty station, it's like, okay, well, this is okay. See so now we do it. Okay, that's how we done. Mm. fine. And you later on you think about how screwed up that is. Mm. You know, the guy's already been prosecuted he's been convicted, right? And he realizes at that time I'm like what 18 at the time, 18 19 something like that. And and he's probably 30s 40s whatever. That his life or whatever is in my hands.
0: Mm. Including officers that right. are way higher ranked than you.
1: Right. You yeah. Know? And, and you know, you're enlisted and you walk in with your E9. No, you're an E1. You're below me now. Yeah. And and to prove my dominance, I'm going to rip off your, your patches. You know, stuff like that. And you don't realize, at least I didn't realize at the time, that what you do to a person, you know, So I kind of feel like I kind of forgot the whole thing of, you know, they've already been judged, right, kind of thing. became very, very important. Well, a lot of that psychologically, the
0: the theory behind that, I assume, is that they're they're breaking people's will mm -hmm. so that they're not a problem, right, so that they're they're not a behavior problem so you can control them easier so they're not doing this or that or whatever they're doing, exactly what you
1: tell them. That's the theory of
0: it, right, unless they snap
1: back. Yeah, but I think everyone has a breaking point, right, and – and, and I, think, I think in that case, that was just wrong.
0: Well, some broken people are easier to jail, mm-hmm. I assume. We'll think so? But then some broken people can be cause a real ruckus, I assume. Right. Knowing nothing about yeah. being a prison guard. Yeah. It, <laughs> it,
1: you know, so, and I mention that story because you know, there's a few guys in there for, you know, for drugs and things of that nature. And it's easy to say, you know, look what they're doing to the communities, look what they're doing to the people and and it it just I don't know man I just I look back on that and I don't have really any regrets per se but I feel like if I was in a situation again I would probably handle it a lot differently you know I was very immature and I was following what everybody else was doing at the time and it it didn't take me until I was almost leaving until I start to realize, you know, my role and, and my, own account- my own accountability, in being part of the system, mm. right? So, um, so when when I see things like the whole Alvaro Gray, you know, thing, you know, having been a prison guard, you know, I'm like, that's BS. Like, no, no way, no how. Well, meaning you don't think, think it happened? No, 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 I think it happened. Sorry, I mean, I, I mean. When he not know you know how, where they said, "Oh well, these privates decided to do this."
0: Oh right, right. the bad, yeah, the like, bad apple on, theory. Right. <laughs> right, and and and,
1: yeah. and, and the thing I, I think about is we always have this thing in the, in the army where privates are like dumbest posts. We don't, it, that was the prevailing theory, right? Like, so they don't organize and do crap because <laughs> you got to tell them what to do with everything. Well, you don't let them decide anything, right. too, right? right. They don't know. There's, free thought is not kind of, encouraged. Right. Right at the low level, exactly. So, for so for them to be that organized,
0: I, right, think, right. I didn't buy that. And I don't think anybody at any upper level suffered for
1: upper grade, Did they? Did um, anybody get any I think, repercussions? I think it was a, a general. Oh, good. That, that, right. was, that was reprimanded or something like that. Reprimanded. I believe I don't know. It was, <laughs> what a it was, stern talking. Yeah, thing. but it's just one of those things where, um, you know. So that's kind of my one of the things I think about about like why I don't want to carry and all that kind of thing is. There's a real human uh, cost to that. Do you think
0: if you were back in that environment now that you would have a different approach to that? Or is the structure uh, of the military such that you can't
1: really no, control? I, I think because one of the things I, I would I would like to say that I think I would do things a little, a little different. Because i give you kind of one quick example. is I remember this one guy and... Uh, he was having problems, didn't eat. And in and, and to go to chow, you, you have to have your you know, your uniform, all that. And there's something that happened where he didn't have his, his shirt. So he, he literally couldn't go to eat without his shirt. Yeah. It was in laundry or something like that. Somebody was messing So and he was just freaking out. Freaking out. So and just you know, became a problem and, and I want to say they were talking about when I extract the guy from the cell, He was, was, I'm like, Hey, man, let, me, let me talk to you. Talk to me. What's going on? Don't know if I can help, but I'll least listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, he tells me a situation and they said, okay, give me a couple of minutes. I'll see what I can do. No what, promises. What was the something. situation? He, he didn't have, he didn't have everything he needed so he can, walk out and go to go go eat chow. See, he oh. was late. So right. so I went and talked to the shift commander and explained the situation to him and and we got it resolved. Five minutes, got it resolved. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I took his anger and his acting out and all that type of stuff and was like he's angry about something obviously. Instead of saying you will be controlled, you will be peace in this tier kind of approach. I'm like, let me find out why you're upset and and there's anything I can do for you I'm going to do it now part of that you, you start to build a rapport with, with people right they know you're, you're in there to, to keep them in there but I'm not there to jam him up no I'll jam him up if if it's necessary if he screws up by all means I'm still going to do my job but he's still a human being too mm. right and, and so and you know I escorted him to the child hall and he ate and and after that he was good. No problems, you know, with him after that. And he said, Thank you for listening to me. No one would listen to me. Yeah. I'm the first person that would. You know. And it, it 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 took me a while to get to that point where I could look at the letters on the page of, of the rule book and say, These are the you know, rules and say, um, yeah, I know the intent. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you've got more than so many magazines. I'll be back in two minutes. And that's all I need to say. Come back to my inspection, everything's good. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So uh, before that, I was very much a very, like, these are the rules, you've be written up, so on and so forth.
0: And I assume some people will respond really well to that, and other people will just find their boundaries and keep pushing
1: yeah. forever, right? Because yeah. that's all they have to do all day because they're bored. Well, I mean, what they would say is something like, you know, you've got eight hours to figure out you know, what they're up to, but they get 16, 24 hours to figure out how to mess with you or, or get over, you know, it's a lot of planning. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is true, right? A lot of it's true. So, um, and I, f- I figured, you know, I don't have to be a nice guy, but I have to be fair. I f- you know, I want to be fair. Um, and, and, and I think people fundamentally understand that. Now there are certain people that, no, I'm just locking. I'm just putting you, writing you up because you know better. We had the same conversation, da da da. Now you're pushing my buttons a little, a little too much. I gave you an inch, and now you try and stretch it out. So, I'm gonna deal with you that way. Um. And, and, and so, but I was always very thorough with my job. It's like no one's gonna escape with my watch, so on and so forth. And, and I don't whether this to be a big prison thing, but it it, it really brought into focus for me. Like the, the 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 person aspect of it, right? So, so when I when I see, you know, the, with the gun violence and and people are like, well, you know, it's maybe more guns, or in, in the case of uh, the um, the news crew that was killed, right? They were they were murdered. Um, you would have to have, in in that scenario, you would have to have they would both have to be, you know, armed, right? But you'd also need another person watching their back that's also armed
0: oh you're talking to stop that shooter
1: right it, so it, it becomes like
0: well and even then <laughs> i mean you, you have to have like a, secu- a secret service detail
1: right it, it, it's
0: to, a, to do it for real
1: yeah so it, it doesn't it doesn't really solve anything I, I i feel um but
0: you know you might kill the shooter in the process but a lot of times they shoot themselves anyway right so the the end result's the same, same.
1: yeah so I don't, I don't Except that
0: we're all running around, living terrified <laughs> in fear, heavily armed, <laughs> overreacting to shit, and yeah, in uh, you know, road rage incidents. That yeah, Just, it, and the the problem with guns is it's so easy and it's so permanent.
1: I, I don't think people, and, and I think you know the whole prison story for me is that I realize how permanent it is.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, your whole life is gone. Yeah. It, in a in a split second decision.
1: Right. So so for me, it, it's it's not like a case of. I don't want to say it's not like academic, but what if, right? I've been in a situation where I've had to pull my weapon on, on 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 someone, you know, and at that moment I had the the choice: I could fire and and probably be justified, hmm. right? Probably could be justified in, in, in that, um, but
0: was this a combatant situation or a
1: no, it, law enforcement? It, it, it was. It, but I was a prison guard.
0: Oh um, my God! Really?
1: And I didn't know you had no. It was gun. well. Oh. No, this situation was was interesting because we <sighs> took an inmate to the uh, infirmary outside of the prison, and it, typically they say that's you know where escapes can happen, right? You're outside the, the bounds. So of when the prison. So when you're outside the prison, then you are armed. Yeah. Well, in, in our case, we supposed to have two people. One is armed, one is not.
0: And yeah, no. the
1: driver who's armed, and then the guy who's in the back, whatever, is not armed.
0: This the, oh. the second
1: person, right? So, but we were short-staffed, and so I did a double duty, essentially, where I was the armed guard and the driver to <laughs> taking this person, right? So yeah. I had the keys, and I had the weapon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, long story short, I didn't get into it too much, but, you know, I, I had to pull my weapon on him. Mm. and and then he complied oh yeah he complied after that but the fear what well, it, 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 it was like intense focus I, I really can't really describe what it was like to do that knowing that I could end this person's life mm-hmm. right the twitch of the finger right and you have this drilling puppy so it's easy to make a mistake easy to make a mistake finger on the trigger you pointed it at him you know he looks at me, and he realizes that I'm dead serious. And he complies. Right? And that moment, I think, has probably affected me to the point where I talk about guns and that sort of thing. Because you know, I've had to put my weapon on, on someone. But it's not the long enough to think about it. Mm-hmm. In, 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 in your decision, one way or the other, you're, you're changed at that moment. Now, what you do next determines which path you go. So I didn't have to fire, put everything back in the holster, you know. And I get, when I get back to the, and I believe I was relieved at that point because they called the prison and sent another guy up there. And, and, and so then I went back and was congratulated. Good job. That's awesome. That's great. Blah blah, 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 blah. Well, that was a great outcome, right? Well, oh, the more of like I took it as you str- you put the fear of God in this guy great job oh. not great job for not shooting him probably. oh <laughs> okay <laughs> you know, he is super compliant now <laughs> right right. so you have to worry about him and that's how you're supposed to do it blah blah blah, blah. You, know, that, <laughs> you know and I didn't feel right with that I didn't feel comfortable with that yeah, yeah. So, so yeah when, when, when you know I get out of being a prison guard I was like this is too stressful and all that you know you want to be a police officer Probably not. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be responsible for taking someone else's life. You know, so when we talk about the gun control, you know, debate, and, and the reason why I don't have weapons is for the exact reason. I'm afraid that I, I'm pretty decent shot. I'm probably going to hit somebody with that in the mm-hmm. right person. I just don't want to be, I just don't want to do that. So, um, so when I hear people say, well, you know, you know, if you, if you had a person that, that was armed, you could have stopped this. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, bullets have no name. They don't care. Right? So, you gotta be damn sure that, that is the right situation. And if you're wrong, then you deserve to be prosecuted. Right? So, in other words, you, you, you put some thought into it. Cause there's consequences to that decision.
0: Mm-hmm. You know?
1: So, um, that's why I personally don't, don't care. And that's and that is my decision. that's perfectly fine, but but when these these shootings they they really they sadden me, so I wonder, you know, on one hand I say we should not have prohibition, you know in the case of like drugs or marijuana it's supposed to justify this, but on the other hand, we should prohibit you know the guns, right, so there is this Almost would say hypocritical kind of a thing, but I don't know if they're equal, because on one side, the, the drugs I think is probably more on your you're doing it for your own benefit. The one who's consuming, it, the one who's selling, right? Um, so should you go to jail because you're getting high? I don't think so. But should you go to jail for shooting somebody? Absolutely. Oh yeah, right you're offensively doing something to someone else versus I'm taking this from, you know, for myself. Well, I don't, maybe,
0: does this make sense? Like the, the, the concept in my brain is the government decides that it's going to prohibit something. Mm-hmm. And that is supposed to uh, work in terms of right. fixing whatever societal ill we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out this dichotomy in my head where and it was pointed out to me like a month ago, and this is why it's still stuck in my head is that I'm, I'm against drug prohibition. I think we just legalize everything and treat it as a health risk. Right. Now, if you commit violence in the act of right. drugs, right. then you, we prosecute you for the violence, Yep. you know, cause that's never okay. That's what prisons are for is for right. violent behavior right. Uh, and Wall Street. Maybe <laughs> I'll throw Wall Street in there real quick. <laughs> right. Maybe some politicians, right. um, but, okay, so my mental model says prohibition doesn't work mm-hmm. when it comes to drugs. people are going to get it anyway, and you're making it worse, and you're spending trillions of dollars and you're setting up all of these incentives throughout the law enforcement system that are all right. that all get perverted over time, and they're all you know wanting to have the the nice patrol cars so they're mm-hmm. all you know seized and you know mm-hmm. and and it's not their fault that's the that's the job we gave them you right. know that's the job we You know, and so I have that for drugs. I'm like, Mm -hmm. prohibition doesn't work. And then for guns, even though I own guns, I'm like, well, no, we need more control of who has what. And when I say gun control, I'm talking about actually controlling who has access to these things and under what conditions they do. So maybe a scenario like, hey, all my guns are at the gun club in a locker. And that's legal because I go there on a Mm -hmm. Sunday to shoot Mm -hmm. a competition or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um Maybe that keeps 95% of the guns off the street. I don't know. Right. But criminals will always have guns. So, again, the argument right. in my mind is prohibition doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So why am I pro-prohibition pro, mm-hmm. when it comes to guns and not in drugs? And that's the – so does that – am I
1: framing that correctly? Uh, I mean I th- it, it I seems – I think you are. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I think the, dif- so, I think the difference <laughs> is the intent. The intent right. of okay. the user? Right.
0: So, well so, the intent of the user, hopefully, the vast majority of people who own guns because the vast majority of people who own guns don't run around killing people, right? Is, you know, protection or, right. you know, in my case, end of the world scenario or zombies, right? That's what I'm sure, worried sure, about sure, is sure. societal collapse when bitcoin takes over and the US dollar <laughs> collapses and China comes in and whatever and suddenly there's armed gangs because I just, you know, I just sure. watch Mad Max. Mad Max is right around the corner. Anyway, when that crap happens, I don't yeah. want to be the only guy without a gun. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. No. Nope. <laughs> Which makes no sense. And it's so ridiculous that that's even in my brain, but it is. It's in my brain right. that I don't want roving bands of maniacs in a post-apocalyptic, you know, whatever. So in the sure. one in a million chance. Sure. Blah, 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 blah. But anyway, that, yeah, that, that, um, Yeah, you used the right word there. Am I hypocritical in my thinking Mm -hmm. that prohibition is it's it doesn't work? Prohibition is needed, right? And I was like, oh crap, guns. That's one of the places where, and so I'm trying to figure out if that's
1: well. I think the difference. I think the big when I say like the the uh, intent of the user, right? (laughs) The, The intent of the device, the gun, is to kill another person, right? That's what that's what it's designed to do. Sure, right? Otherwise, maybe having tasers all, all over the place because it's designed not to kill someone. Which would be fine if the bad guy didn't have the gun. Right. <laughs> but in the but in case of drugs, in case of drugs, I, I think...
0: Not that having a gun defends you from bad guys with guns. <laughs> I mean, it's such a rare occurrence. In the real world, <laughs> bad guys with guns are going to pretty much do what they want to do. Because they have a gun. At least to the first few people. Yep. You know, there there are serial scenarios where if one person... Had a gun, they could end it faster. And there mm-hmm. are some scenarios where that actually did happen, mm-hmm. but it's so rare statistically yep. compared
1: to yep. just the people die. I, I think the difference between like, the, guns, the guns and the drugs <laughs> I keep here. i No, no, you're fine. I think the difference between the guns and the drugs are, are this. And the drugs, <laughs> the drugs were, were very, very big where we have pharmaceutical companies making these drugs. You've got the homegrown stuff, right? The marijuana, you know, that kind of thing. And of course, you've got the, the crack, crystal math, and everything else, right? So it, it encompasses a really big area. But the government has come through and said, these are legal and these other ones are not. Mm-hmm. Right? I well, mean, I think they should all be legal. That's so, what's so, in my head. So, so you know, if you're going to, uh, you know, put someone in jail, or are you putting them in jail for getting high? you putting them in jail for, for, for distribution, just distributing it? Providing a service, if you will. Um, they could say they're their ghetto doctor for all kinds of purposes, right? So yeah. Here's, here's Capitalism, here's baby. Right. You know, <laughs> entrepreneur, right? Yeah. And – but I, I really feel that marijuana, you know, and other drugs like that should be legal. Um, I think – But speak- you draw a line at, well, at
0: methamphetamines are more addictive substances or where do you, you – No,
1: know, I, I don't know. I haven't really f- – Put that much thought into it. I've been kind of focusing on the Colorado and and Washington State, you know, kind of thing where it's it's easier, I think, to go with those kind of drugs than to say, okay, we're going to legalize crystal meth, for example. I think people would say, no, we're not going to to do that. But marijuana, I think, is something a little, little easier to start with. To say we're going to decriminalize it, because you know, what are the effects? That you that you oppose upon society if you're high on that stuff, I don't I don't I don't know if that's the test. You know, if you're high on on, on marijuana, you know what what harm are you doing to society? Right. Versus you're high on crack, yeah, or, or something like that, or cocaine, or or, or you're, whatever. You're probably else. giggling too much and watching too much Netflix. <laughs> <For> me, <laughs> you know, and people <laughs> just laugh at you, whatever you know, and 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 it wasn't always illegal. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Well,
0: and alcohol and tobacco, uh, nicotine mm-hmm. and gambling. These are all areas, and there's 30 more that I'm just yeah. not thinking of. These are all, and prostitution. Mm-hmm. These are all things that we as a society, or, well, whatever, mm-hmm. the legal system decides that this is okay and this is not okay. Mm-hmm. And my binary programmer brain thinks that I have the solution to the drug problem, which is no, look, prohibition doesn't work, so stop it. Yeah, And the criminal uh, justice system
1: mm-hmm.
0: should just focus on um, the, the violent offenders and probably systemic fraud mm-hmm. and things. Like if you're stealing, right. you know, check fraud or mm-hmm. whatever and then you know, Wall Street and mm-hmm. um, stealing millions of dollars is also not okay. And that's what mm-hmm. the criminal justice system is for is to take that money back and put you in jail to mm-hmm. penalize you. Um, so if all of, if, if my libertarian <laughs> programmer brain thinks prohibition is always a bad idea, then why is it that my brain also thinks that guns is a special case? And so I think you've been trying to explain that to me. The intent of the drugs is for self whatever, but mm-hmm. the intent of the guns is He's to kill, which, you know, I think you could argue that no, it's to defend myself from someone who has another one
1: was well, to kill the other person. So he doesn't kill you before right. you're still only
0: defending, but right. That is certainly the purpose of the device. <laughs> I, I just giggle when people say, no, no, it's not an assault rifle. It's a hunting. And I'm like, no, it's a fucking assault rifle. It is a weapon, right? <laughs> yep, yep. No, don't call it, you know, NRI guys yep. Don't call it a weapon. Call it a, d- d- d-. and I'm like, it's a freaking weapon. It is designed to kill people. That's what it's ended, ending Very, very well. <laughs> So that's so so not politically correct to call it a weapon. It doesn't help our case in Congress, and that is not the point.
1: But, <laughs> the point is, it is a weapon. That's the point. But that, but that for me, that, that's where <laughs> I think the difference lies: is you know, the drugs uh, for for consumption, anyway. You are medicating yourself for intents and purposes. Yeah. So, so maybe
0: the thing is, look, guns can easily take away other people's rights, sure. and therefore, prohibition is okay. Driver's licenses are necessary. The The prohibition mm-hmm. on unlicensed drivers right. right, is necessary because you can kill somebody. You can damage property. You can mm-hmm. run into the right the Culver's restaurant and get yeah, licensed. Yep. Yeah. So prohibition of drivers who don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. that's okay. Because it's so easy to accidentally or intentionally
1: severely injure other people's – is that it? I think you might have hit right on it. Oh, right? Hmm. I think so. So to, to the to extent that your your actions harm another party. That's where maybe that's where the line should be drawn or is drawn. So in a case of you get a really old person that, you know, can't see very well and they run over a bunch of partygoers or whatever because they can't stop in time, whatever the case is, then they'll take that person's license. But they can never got in their purse that they've never
0: fired. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? You freaking right. idiots. Right. Whoever argues that, I don't understand. I've only met one really, really smart person mm-hmm. that thought that that was okay. And it just blew my mind. I'm like, how can you think that that's. And he made a very good argument. I won't try to restate. But okay, so if that's the line, if the line is prohibition is okay when you can intentionally or unintentionally uh, affect other people's rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, mm-hmm. then how does that. So the prohibition on prostitution mm-hmm. how does that fall into that? So is that a good prohibition? Because no, because they're doing that Well, so there's the big difference between human trafficking and sex slavery right. versus pro versus prostitution. Yeah, so I think I'm still against prohibition of prostitution. Another subject of which I know almost nothing. (laughs) But, you know, I think it's so terrible that we, as a society, spend so much time, you know, Mm -hmm, mm slut-shaming
1: the sexually active that, Mm -hmm. you know, I just don't... Well, I mean, it's it's cultural, right? So, I mean, and that takes a long, long time to change.
0: Yeah. I was having a... I I wanted to do a podcast episode yesterday... (laughs) uh with the, the the guy uh out of California, they have a new law in California which basically says that Title Nine now applies uh to uh transgender people, and your sexual identity is not based on your biological uh mm-hmm. anything you can just declare that you're uh a woman for example, okay. and he was very upset uh he thinks that it's morally objectionable. That, for example, and probably most people do, and so most mm-hmm. people will be like, "What the hell? What, why don't you think this?" I don't have the same gut reaction to mm-hmm. to it as he does. So here, here we go. Let's mm-hmm. check your gut reaction on this. Okay. I have a 14 year old daughter, mm-hmm. and a male gym teacher mm-hmm. declares one day that he's a female, and walks into the women's restroom, right? And and under Title IX, he's protected to do that. Um, according to these laws, da 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 da. Right. And he was obviously using this as his black and white litmus test of this is absolutely right. unacceptable. I will beat the hell out of him in the parking lot kind of behavior. Right. And I, I was confused because it, it seemed to me that he was conflating, I, I think as a society, we conflate nudity and sexuality a lot. Um, yep. and I don't think, like for instance, nudists are rapists. Right. I don't think that that is true, right. necessarily. Not to say that they there aren't mm-hmm. rapist nudists because I'm sure there are. There's rapist everything's, mm-hmm. but the fact that he was so so reactive to a penis being exposed where women existed, mm-hmm. and yes in our current social context, I think that's a big problem. (laughs) Right. And if you're, if you're dealing with a situation like at a ball game where you have 40,000 people and a limited amount of space for restrooms. And so therefore you can't have, you know, 2000 individual restrooms where it doesn't matter what gender identity you happen to have. And you can walk into individual restrooms. And I think that's the, case in the majority mm-hmm. of cases but the, the problem that he was expressing is look in California because the, you know the crazy mm-hmm. politicians got a hold of a hold of it was that um, now anyone of any gender biological gender can mm-hmm. declare that they're the other gender because that's how they personally identify mm-hmm. and walk straight into communal restrooms including showers mm-hmm. and athletic facilities etc of the opposite sex and if you try to stop them in any way, especially physically, now you're, you're committing a hate mm-hmm. crime against transgender people. And yeah, in the most ex, <laughs> yeah, in the most extreme example, it was literally just a 50 year old, you know, male gym teacher who decided one day that he's a woman, didn't change his dress, didn't tell anybody, didn't anything, but he asserts when the police show up, inevitably, mm-hmm. he asserts that he, gender identifies female and now they are committing the crime everyone else that that is confused by the unannounced activity and what I told him is I think it's so I know transgender people and they're really nice people and I think that a lot of times they feel like they've been just beat to death Mm -hmm. by society because we're such assholes um, to people who are in that transition or Mm -hmm. are uh, not so crazily um gender binary as we are sure. in this culture. In this culture, there's the gender binary is strong. Not as strong as in Russia, <laughs> but still, it's right. strong. Right. And, you know, I don't think gender necessarily works like that. I don't think it's – and for some people, it obviously doesn't, right. you know. And so why, as a society, we can't uh, uh, adapt a little bit to be nicer to people, you know, that – uh, have this life experience. I don't understand.
1: Uh, my my reaction to that is, and this is going to sound really crazy, but I think you know, with the other person's reaction would be, there's an assumption that that his assertion isn't true, like really is using it as an excuse to get into the, the girl's bathroom or shower or whatever the case is.
0: Yeah, if he's there for sexual purposes, right, right, then that is well, clearly right. massively inappropriate. Right. Either and way, he should be in jail or you know no, buried no, under the, law, the jail or whatever. The law,
1: won't, the law won't cover that, right? So it's illegal regardless. Now, I don't have quite the same reaction. I'm not because I, I don't I don't know of anyone that is has expressed to me that they are trans- transgendered. Right, so, um, because I I I don't have that experience, so I can't say that yep, that person's faking it, right. or they're like, I, I I I can't, so I, I kind of now they're flip flopping back and forth. Okay, well you know what, they're using. This well, that's cover. the thing
0: too. <laughs> there's a I can point you to a podcast where where there's a a person who over the course of several hours feels that they've transitioned again. Like they literally have this feeling inside themselves that they now, and their, their patterns of speech will change and whatever. And it's not sexual. It's not, a, you know, we, I, I think in this, in this, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, we, we live in a society that's, that's very Victorian in, sure. its, in its sexuality. Sure, sure, sure. And, uh, And and I don't think that's how some people work. So it was interesting listening to this person talk for like an hour about their experience Mm -hmm. where they will be male for days. And this has nothing to do with Mm -hmm. sex. And then they'll wake up one morning and they'll be female. And then that afternoon, they'll be a male again. Their demeanor changes, the way they feel about the world changes the way that, that, yeah, it was really interesting. Now that's, you know, that's, Hmm. you know, I don't know, 10 people out of a country of 300 million, but right, still, right. um, I, and I don't see why people care so much. I mean, especially if you have, if you have individual stall bathrooms, they don't mm-hmm. need to be identified as male right. or female. There's no reason to, if one of them happens to have a urinal in it. Yeah. That works better with a certain set of plumbing and that's fine. And you can right. label it as, Hey, there's a urinal in here. Yep. 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 Um, <laughs> but people that freak out just because someone,
1: I, I don't know, you know i'm not, for me i'm i'm not i'm not really as concerned about that um, because when you when you hear a lot about these you know sexual abuse cases it, it usually is I mean, usually you you hear a lot of it being both whether it is heterosexual or homosexual in, in the sense that even a man that's abusing young boys or you've got this woman female school teacher that's abusing boys right so for me, I, I don't, I don't place a lot of value on what gender the person identifies themselves with in, in that scenario, mm-hmm. right? The, the, their intention. is... Oh yeah, the, the the crime person. is pedophilia. It has Regardless. nothing to do with the gender of anybody. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So so I don't have the same visual reaction, you know, to that. I don't. I mean, it doesn't matter if the person says they're female. Okay. Well you Well, whatever. Or, You're going to whatever. prison. Yeah. It, it <laughs> doesn't matter. You know? You know? So I'm, I'm very, I guess I'm, I'm, you know, I have a very live and let live kind of, kind of attitude about a lot of things. Yeah. And so.
0: And I don't know much, how much of his thing came from a religious context because right, I, right. I happen to know he's, he's very right. religiously oriented. Um, yeah. I don't know. So. <laughs> And that's yeah. a whole. So I don't, how do we tie that into prohibition? The prohibition of transgender bathrooms. Well, I guess <laughs> if we're gonna call this episode prohibition,
1: well, it's about what the government's telling you what you can't do. Oh
0: right, right. And the government was telling this guy that he could not stop that person, and he was pissed because he was. If I'm in a restaurant and my wife's in there, yep, and a dude-looking dude, looking dude
1: it yeah, tries yeah. to go
0: in the bathroom. And I stop him, and I'm the criminal.
1: Oh hell no! (laughs)
0: Pissed, and I'm I'm thinking, why? I mean, just because someone you know, I I don't know. I mean, we're we're conditioned to think Mm -hmm. that all nudity is sexual, and we're conditioned to think that restrooms are this super divided thing. And but I, I don't I don't find that viscerally true. Like I don't like if we were all just on the the savannah, you know, pooping behind a bush, who, yep. who gives a crap? And, you know, everybody's got all their parts laying close. around all over the place. And it's, it's not sexual. You yeah. know, it's not, I mean, nudity is not sexual and using the restroom is not sexual. And so the, the gender division of restrooms to me, you know, and showers and whatever. And I, not that it can't become, I'm not right. saying nudity can't become sexual. It certainly can. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, that's a thing that just passed. Uh, this this title nine oh. angle in California
1: huh
0: yeah, and, but he didn 't want to talk about it
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> on the record. he wanted to talk about it, but right. he didn't want to go on mic, sure, and I was
1: like, this is great stuff. <laughs> we could talk and talk and talk right. <laughs> uh, yeah. huh. prohibition's interesting, um so yeah,
0: does it work, and I think maybe we think it. We think it does work
1: when the consequences are grave to other people's liberty yep that that's where i I think it 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 works regardless if you're yeah i i do i, I for me that's my line right if if you're harming yourself and yourself only, then you know that that's that's a different issue than go for if, it well i mean <laughs> then if you're harming you know someone else. <laughs> You know, until just you otherwise. So uh, I, I'm sure there's a little bit of gray in there, right? It's not completely black and white there. But, um, oh, so like during the GOP debate, uh, what little I did see from the CNN site, you know, uh, Rand Paul basically outs Jeb Bush for smoking pot.
0: Like recently or in no, college well,
1: or? Well, yeah, like 40 years ago. But <laughs> 40 the, years ago. But the way, the way he said it, <laughs> you know, I forget how he framed it, but then the moderator's is like, well, well, who is it? Who is what? Who's the person you're talking about that's up here that was smoking pot? Oh, he didn't. Okay. At first, he didn't specify. All right. He said, the person can speak for himself. And then Jeb Bush comes up and says, it was me. I did it. He's talking about me. Uh-huh. And everybody's found out, including my mom. <laughs> you know, because he on national TV and says, I smoked pot. And then- During a presidential debate, that's right. when it comes out. Yeah, that's when it comes out. <laughs> but he makes a point like, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm not the only one up here that's, that's done that. Then what happened? And everyone was kind of quiet about that. Really? Oh, yeah. Nobody else said anything? No. Cowards. Right. But, but Rand, I think Rand Paul's point was, you know, if you've done that, how come you didn't go to jail? Right? But other people... Because millions of people do it every day and they don't get caught. That's why I didn't go to jail. Right. But his point of <laughs> if, if wealth and privilege why he didn't Oh, go. that's not the only. Plenty of poor <laughs> folks right. smoke every day, <laughs> but and you know, don't go to jail. And I thought it was an interesting, kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of point there, you know. But saying look, like the laws are, you know, putting you in jail, like you're enforcing that, but yet you were smoking it up back in the day. Essentially, I think was what he was getting at. And and you know, then then it became this. Well, it, it should be, you know, as a, as a as a health issue, uh, it should be, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, tobacco is a health issue. Oh, yeah. Right? And I, I imagine, like, you smoke enough, enough, you know, weed, you probably, your lungs know, get all jacked up too. But you don't have weed commercials on TV, right? Yeah. You know, uh, Joe the Camel <laughs> wasn't, wasn't smoking a doobie. You know, the, the camel cowboy dude. Well, so, yeah,
0: and, and tobacco use is way down. I, I think especially yep. among younger people, yep, and how did that happen like did 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 it happen because
1: the warnings on the boxes well, I, I think what I think what happened with that was for every commercial uh for every pro smoking commercial you had to have an anti smoking commercial
0: oh right. the the money had to go to fund the truth
1: right so 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 truth so, so you, you would have one here, but then you have like started after that. An anti-smoking commercial.
0: So taking billions of dollars from Philip Morris and all those guys yep. for public awareness that worked—is that what worked? I, I think it did. So yeah. that's in, that. Uh, so is that prohibition working? Even though it's mostly just uh, your own personal person that you're well, screwing up. Well,
1: there's that. But is this the, a
0: counterexample to our new theory well, of? It,
1: it, it could be because, <laughs> because Omaha passed that no smoking ban, right? Which me, as a non-smoker, I appreciate it. I'm coming home from a bar or whatever, and I'm smelling like smoke, like an ashtray, I have allergies and all that. So for me, it was great, you know, not to worry about that.
0: Couldn't you choose bars that didn't allow smoking? Or did it take a law before any bars would block smoking? Yeah, because it would lose business. Okay. So there's a case where it took a law... So that you could still be in a bar, right. and not be right. because, inundated, because they wouldn't—they wouldn't
1: get my business,
0: But now they do. So the free market theory would say, "Hey, Tashani, if you don't want to hang out in bars where there's cigarette smoke, go hang in a bar that's not cigarette smoke." But the reality yep. was that that doesn't work because there aren't any. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. See, that's what—that's you know, why yeah. I can't be libertarian. Is because <laughs> the market doesn't freaking work. <laughs> It works in theory. Like, when you
1: think about it, right. it works. Yeah. Well, and I also can't be libertarian because I'm for universal health care. So. But then again, you'd say, like, the secondhand smoke is worse because I'm not getting the filter. Right? So then…
0: Oh, is that true? Yeah. After it goes through my lungs, it's worse for your
1: body? Because there's no filter. Oh. Uh, so, so, so then you go back to the, hey, you're affecting my life. Me, I'm just passing by. So, therefore, it should be banned or, or curbed or whatever. It's toxic. Tact- People tax the hell out of it and say, you can only be in these little areas here and here. And then I think that's, you know, it's down because of that. Hmm. But it, that's counter. But they haven't banned it. Right. So they haven't, they've minimized it, but they haven't banned it. All well, right. right. Now
0: you can get what you want, mm-hmm. which is you can go to a bar and hang out and not be all smoky. Yep. Because the smokers are outside. Yep. Or they're at a smoke or a smoker bar. Oh right, they're smoking there's cigar bars. Yep. That are and I saw a vape bar out by Cabela's. Did you know those exist? No, I, I didn't know those existed. No, I didn't. Yeah, I was at a gas station and I looked across the street and there's a vape and e cigarette bar. It's like, what's that? <laughs> I wonder if you can smoke cigars in there. Right. Um huh. Well, we've been going. Yeah, we've been going for a while. Yeah. This is one hour and fourteen minutes. Oh wow. Yeah. Should we call it? Did we figure out all of society's ills? Did we solve liberty versus uh, restriction versus uh, getting along?
1: Is that an Apple Watch? Yeah, it is. Nice. Thanks. Um, You know what's – one thing I'm I'm thinking about, and and I made a a comment, a tweet or something like this, about the UB debate, the last one. They were talking about – and I think it applies, but they were talking about uh, minimum wage, you know, jobs versus – Raising the minimum
0: wage, the prohibition against forcing companies to
1: <laughs> but, but pay my, living but wages. My thought was, my thought was this: instead of asking millionaires about minimum wage, why don't we ask people who actually make minimum wage? Yeah, like so you ask directly the wrong people. So if we're talking about like you know drug use and, and that kind of stuff, it, it if you ask people who don't have that problem, we might not have the, the right context on what really to do about it because we don't live it. Right. But if you're dealing with people who are addicts, or who are, you know, that maybe they might have a, a slightly different solution that actually might work. Because they have the problem. Right. And you can take that information and say, okay, well, maybe this is how we should, we should handle this. Otherwise, it, there's a lot of guessing, and nobody really knows, and we're trying a lot of different things over decades and trying to see what, what actually works. We don't ask the people who are actually affected, what could we do to make, to make it go away?
0: Well, it seems to me we're doing great having a bunch of uh, rich white men deb- debate <laughs> women's health issues. <laughs> on, like, I think the Planned Parenthood right. debate is going great uh, yeah. on the Republican side. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, hey, yeah, let's have all these <laughs> men decide what's right for women. That's that's a
1: good idea. So, 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 so that <laughs> right there just tells me that, you know, part of it is we're not, probably not asking the right questions or the right people. Yeah. It's a, yeah this is what should happen, or this is why I wanted it or and you might you might get a completely different answer than what you're expecting right Did we solve anything? I think we maybe we figured something out. I think we might have you know looked at the the cover on a
0: couple of things heck, yeah, tweet us to let us know that we did not
1: <laughs> that we failed <laughs>
0: miserably. Right. well thanks thanks for so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it well, thank you I <laughs> take it bye bye. bye.